Thank you this morning. We ask you to accept our worship. Thank you, our Father. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, Ephesians 5, let's read from verse 18. Praise God. Say, then be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Praise God. Do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit amen do not be drunk with wine wherein is what is excess but be filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart unto the lord praise god giving thanks always for all things unto god and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, praise God, Amen. submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'll read verse 19. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. And where... Be not drunk with wine. Praise God. Do not be drunk with wine. Wherein is excess, but but be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. Wherein is excess, but be filled. Ehimenaha, Masihatona. But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves, amen, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody. In your heart unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus. All the glory be to you, our Father. Manicesto. Amanote fetrendo paridesto prena aldamana kalama seve and genot. So many kariandum rehendo there. Everybody over nebicando. Worship your holy name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Be not, not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be Bohoni Kenta Elta Prava. Sasti Preno Fihendren Tasti Prey Elta Prano Orana Sieno Bridivena Kamanon di Elfaha Paranana Ena Sihamusudian Tubran Devri Tivan Zayana Kamanon Sia heaven altar but be filled be filled with the spirit be filled with the spirit be filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amen singing and making melody 
in your heart unto the Lord. Father, we bless you. We give you all the glory. We worship your holy name. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Well, you should be filled with what? Be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Menekano. Pharisian Boratistas. Amen. And Acts chapter 2. Praise God. Acts chapter 2, verse. Um, Acts 2, verse. Uh, let's see. Verse 14. Praise God. It not be drunk with wine, right? Mm, but what? But be filled with the Spirit. Praise God. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse 14. It says, but, uh, verse 13. It says, and others mocking. Say, said these men are full of new wine. Praise God. Say that they're mocking them and saying that these men are full of, of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk, as ye suppose. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day, praise God. Uh, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens i will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy praise god look at someone beside you and say be filled be filled with the spirit i don't i just want to ask us a question whether the the, the joy of the lord's house is in our hearts today at any i don't like seeing bone faces when i'm ministering it discourages me Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Maybe it's a weakness. I have a weakness. Praise God. And maybe you can help me. I don't like seeing bone faces. Amen. <laughs> I, like, I like what I'm seeing in the Bible to re- correspond with what I'm seeing in faces. That things will flow. Praise God. Amen. 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 Maybe when I've grown a little, I'll be able to preach to hard men. But right now, I don't have grace to preach to, to, to stone coals. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So just smile to somebody. Say, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Praise God. <laughs> be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. I pray the joy of the Lord will consume us. Um, praise God. I, I'll read that um, Ephesians chapter 5 again. It says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do not be drunk, but be filled. Say, do not be drunk drunk. with wine. wine. What is wine? Wine is, of course, the wine of the world. The world is a server of wine. Amen. So when the the world can give men wine to drink until they are are drunk with wine. But uh, they say, do not be drunk with wine, but be what? But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and what? Spiritual songs, singing, praise God. Spiritual songs, singing and making melody 
in your heart unto the Lord. Praise God. And Peter said, that these men are not drunk as you suppose. Uh, so what they're telling you that, so there's something about this being filled with the spirit and drunkenness. They can seem, the behavior seems similar. When somebody is filled with, with wine, praise God, the, and when, whenever you feel a thing, it overflows. And overflowing leads to certain display. It leads to certain attitude. It leads to certain characteristic. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, you see people who drink wine, after they are drunk, they start singing. Usually when the soul is filled with anything, the soul begins to, to rejoice. The soul begins to sing. Amen. Amen. There's one news I can come and tell somebody who is sad and say, this thing just happened though. And they jump up and begin to dance and sing. Praise God. God has done this thing. We have been waiting for it. And we have waited for a long time. And we've been sad. But this thing has happened. And they begin to uh, to rejoice. Praise God. What happened is not that maybe that thing could just have been a natural thing that they've been expecting for a long time. And then it just happened. You didn't bring that thing and put it inside them. But just the news of it can fill a person's heart. Praise God. So, so it means that the heart of men can be filled with things. And when the heart is full, the, it, the, it makes the person break forth into singing. So fullness, when or being filled, breaks, makes somebody begin to, it makes the tongue begin to move. It makes the countenance begin to change. Praise God. It makes what? The tongue move. It makes the countenance change. It begins to awaken melody. Praise God. When the, the soul is full, the soul becomes a musician. It begins to wax music and sing songs and begins to bring forth melodies. Praise God. Because that is the natural flow of a soul that has been filled. Praise God. I pray may our, our hearts be filled First with the Holy Spirit. Amen. After a while, we become filled with Christ. Amen. And then we'll come into even the fullness of God. What um, it calls all the fullness of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So imagine a man who is full of, full of God. How, what kind of demonstrations such a soul will make. There are demonstrations of God. That souls that are full of God begin to carry out. Amen. But we have to start with being filled with the Spirit. And then move on to being full of the Spirit. Praise God. So Peter said that these men are not drunk as you suppose. Right? They are not drunk in verse 15 of Acts chapter 2. He says, for these are not drunk in as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Amen. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. See, and it shall come to pass in the last days... I love the word, it shall come to pass. So nothing can stop it. I mean, the season of the era of men who are filled, men upon whom the Spirit have been poured. Amen. That this time shall come to pass, and it will come to pass in the last days. That he he said, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions, praise God. And your old men, they shall do what? They shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens will I pour out in those days of my spirit. 
and they shall prophesy. Praise God, and I will show wonders in the heaven above. So the, this outpouring of the Spirit will lead to certain things to begin to happen. It will cause wonders to begin to be shown, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. Praise God. And he says, And the sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord come, shall come. Amen. Amen. And it shall come to pass that whosoever, that's in this time, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, what will happen? Shall they saved. shall be saved. So there is a, there's a link between infilling and salvation. Praise, what did I say? There's a link between infilling and salvation. The end of the feeling, you know, it will start by pouring out of the Spirit. Then pouring out of the Spirit will begin to cause things to happen in the heaven and on the earth. And those happenings in the heaven and the earth will lead into what it calls salvation. It will, it will lead into seizing of men calling upon the name of the Lord. Praise God. <clears throat> uh, so the, the feeling of the Spirit, there's something that the, 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 the Spirit, the Holy Spirit feeling uh, pushes one into. The feeling of the Spirit, it is actually supposed to push men into something. They, wanna, they are trying to push the soul into a place, trying to push the soul into an experience. That's the purpose of the feeling of the Holy Spirit. And anyone who doesn't partake of the outpouring, praise God, um, anyone who doesn't what, partake of the outpouring will not, be, will not be able to reach the place where the outpouring is supposed to bring men into. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? Can you just repeat that after me? Say it again. Say it well. You won't reach where? <laughs> so it means that you are supposed to be filled for, for a purpose. So today, by God's grace, let's just begin to see the reason why you need to be filled with the Spirit. Praise God. Heaven has to show it to us and make it appealing so we can desire it because... Praise God. Some of us might not know the need for it. You might not see. You know, when you are still you are still a Christian, you are still God is still talking to you. Things are still going on, but you might not be filled. You might not be enjoying feeling every day. So we have to see. Praise God by the book. Amen. And by God's grace, we have to see the purpose of the feeling of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, our Father. Now, let's see something. Let's, uh, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. So you know that when when the when the Holy Spirit came in that Acts chapter 2. Then, uh, by that time, the disciples, of course, they are gathered, were just waiting. Jesus told them that, look, you have to wait for the Holy Ghost. That if the Holy Ghost doesn't come, you can't be filled with power. 
because he said in Acts chapter 1 that you should not depart from Jerusalem but you wait for what? The, the promise of what? Uh -huh. It says, and then, what did he say? That you shall receive power. That's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Say, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jew Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So you receive power when? After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. Amen. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I believe that word, Holy Ghost, come upon, is not just talking alone about just the initial, um, maybe on the day of Pentecost when they were filled. I, I think someone can be filled with the Spirit, but the Holy Ghost hasn't come upon them. Uh, sorry? <laughs> you said something? <laughs> It hasn't settled. Okay, you can. Okay, you said that it hasn't settled. Praise God. Mm -hmm. So he said the spirit hasn't come upon mm -hmm. a man. What, what does he mean by something? What came upon you when you ask somebody? They did something. Say, ah, what came upon you? What means? Say it again. It means took over. When something came upon me, something just came upon me. I don't know what came upon me. I just did this. So when when you use that word, something came upon me. It means something possessed me. Something took me over. Something he said it came upon. So so he says here that that when that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon. So I believe that coming upon is talking about fullness, where the Holy Ghost takes over a person. It is when the Holy Ghost has come upon a person, a soul then that Holy Ghost begins to make the soul move in the realms of power. It begins to make the soul begin to operate the realms of power. Praise God. Amen. What is the realm of power? Realm of power means the operations of Christ. Praise God. <laughs> what did I say? So, power it doesn't only mean the revelation of scripture of Christ. When you are beginning to, you receive the scripture of Christ so that you can begin to walk in the power of Christ. The power of Christ is you begin to walk in his grace. You be, you're able to execute what the scriptures is telling, is talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that is power. So, when, so anybody who is receiving power, a reception of power is the reception of change. Is a reception of transformation. Is a reception of the life which the revelation of the scripture is bringing unto men. Praise God. Amen. So he was saying that you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has what? Come. So, so it's very neat. The Holy Ghost needs to come upon men again. That is the prophecy of Joel. Joel was speaking about something that will happen in the last time. Praise God. So, of course, Holy Spirit has been in measures on the earth, but the Holy Ghost has never been poured before. Yeah, God has never poured out of His Spirit. Pour, when you are pouring something, you know, you can take something and you just put measure. Take a little measure. And you put a little measure. Take from here. Put a little measure it. Pour it. Put it. Measure it. Put it. That's different from pouring. Praise God. I want, to tell you, I want to ask you, what is the meaning of that thing, pouring? Why the word pouring? What does the word pouring connote? Pouring, praise God. 
can you try lavish like you're not trying to be selfish you're not it. selfish yeah. yes like liberal about you're it. liberal about it amen you're not conservative about it you are lib- to pour means when you are pouring if you measured it you didn't pour if there is the measure, it's not a pouring. Pouring means without measure. Mm-hmm. Praise God, and and that's the sign of the, the sign of breakthrough into New Testament is spirit without measure. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. What did I say? What I mean is that the only thing that can open New Testament is spirit without measure. Spirit without measure. Any man who hasn't got into spirit. Without measure, amen. Mm-hmm. Has not gotten into what? The New even New Testament. Even even John the Baptist was filled, but was filled with a measure from his mother's womb. Praise God. That's why mm-hmm. if only if if John the Baptist was filled without measure, then he would have been able to baptize in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. You don't, John the Baptist could not baptize with, you know, he said that. He said, I can baptize with water. Mm-hmm. Although he that was baptizing with water, it wasn't that he didn't have the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist had the Holy Ghost, but he didn't have Holy Ghost in, in baptism measure. He couldn't baptize with the Holy Ghost, which he had. But he said, I did indeed baptize you with water. But there cometh one who's come, who shall become, who shall come after me, who will indeed baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with what? And with fire. Praise God. Amen. So, uh, a baptizer is someone who has without measure. Amen. What did I say? A person who can bring forth pouring. A person who can bring forth pouring, who can bring forth flow. You don't. Real baptism should happen in flowing rivers. In terms of the, when you're using the water. As a metaphor, phrase you happen in what in flowing water. So, if you don't have without measure, then you can't baptize. Are you seeing that? So, that was why John the Baptist didn't have access into the New Testament. It would take some, it would take it takes spirit without measure, or it takes the outpouring of the spirit in order to gain access to the New Testament. So, you saw the first man. Whoever had the spirit without measure was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, he said it. He said, For the Father does not give give it not him not the spirit with what? With measure. <laughs> yes. He had where is that? That's John. Is that Praise God, let's go. Let's find it. Jesus was actually speaking concerning himself. Yes. Uh, um, Yes, it's chapter 3. John chapter 3, praise God. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's read from... Let's, you can just read quickly from... Uh, so, this was John actually speaking, right? Mm-hmm. This was John the Baptist 
speaking concerning Jesus, mm -hmm. right, in the spirit of him comparing himself with Jesus. Praise God. Amen. 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 Uh, let us pick it from before. Let's just so we can capture his conversation. He says, um, um, verse 25, he says, there was, Then I rose a question between some of the John's disciples and Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and asked and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptized, and all men come to him. And John said, answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. And ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I am sent before him. And he that had the bride is the bridegroom. But a friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiced greatly because of the bridegroom's voice, that this my joy therefore is fulfilled. That he must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all. Amen. Amen. And he that is of the earth is earthy, and speaketh of the earth. Now he that cometh from heaven is above all. And what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony. I want to say just a little about this thing that John was saying. When he said, he that cometh from above is above all, and then he that is of the earth is earthly. And then speaketh of the earth. Then he now says that he that cometh from heaven is above. Well, that word he that cometh from heaven is not just it's not talking absurd. Maybe Jesus just appeared from the heaven where God is. You know that's not how Jesus came. Jesus did not come like that. He didn't like fall like that from heaven. So this word is talking about him that is coming. He's actually talking almost in a ministerial capacity. He actually is talking about he that is speaking from heaven. It's like Hebrews chapter um, 12. Praise God. He talking about he that speaketh from heaven. That we shouldn't neglect him that speaketh. Praise God. So that word coming from heaven. It means, when you say, where are you coming from? I'm just trying to get where it's coming from. You're, trying, you're, talking about, you're not talking about physical coming. You're talking about where is his flow from. Amen. So... What John was saying is that he has an earthly flow. John was actually a king of the earth. Mm -hmm. He was a king in terms of matters concerning earth. Mm -hmm. He had he was a master of matters, but he had a limitation. He couldn't he couldn't fetch flow from heaven. John could not connect the heavenly flow because um, John has not ascended into heaven. You ask me which heaven? This heaven is not talking necessarily about the He's not talking about the heaven of the earth. Sorry, of heaven. The heaven of heaven. Or the heaven where God is and the angels are. I believe this heaven is just talking about the realms of above the earth from where authority of the earth lies. Praise God. What did I say? He's talking about the realms above the earth where what? Where the authority. So... Anybody, anybody, the, the, anybody who, who will really be able to speak to the earth must speak, speak from that point. Mm. It's from that point, that's where you are able to exercise true authority. Uh, praise God. Mm, yeah. That's where you, true authority on the earth can be exercised. That's to be exercised from the point of the 
heavens. That, that heavens, you want to, you want to have a, a picture of what the difference between an, an earthly speaker and a heavenly speaker. You just need to look at that heaven of the earth. Who is using it right now? And what is the impact of his voice? Amen. So you can easily see what is someone who has taken heaven and is able to use it to speak. You know what it looks like? It's like it's the devil, the prince of the power of the air. Praise God. The same spirit that walks in the children of disobedience is the person who is speaking right now from heaven to majority of men. And because of that, his voice can travel. His voice can what? Travel. He can use his position to write things in people, to build images, to create nature. He can use that from that point he can bring forth baptism through what the point of heaven because he is from heaven he can bring spiritual baptism so john the baptist was of the earth he could only use water physically but you can't baptize with spirit except you have access to the spiritual dimension Mm -hmm. of the earth Amen. Amen. You, until you have what? So if you ask me, what does the world do? In the world is baptism. Bapt- it's a baptism. The world is what? The world is what? It's a baptism. The world is a place where men get baptized in. Baptism means fullness or feeling. Baptism means what? It's feeling. Feeling and feeling. You have to be baptized into a stream. Or a river, a flowing river. It means to gain access to a flow, a continuous flow. Mm. So you just you, it's something that can keep flowing. They open up channels into the soul from where they can pass things into the soul. And that, that's how Satan is using the world. He's making sure that m- men don't are never hungry, or mm. men are never in lack mm. of of baptism, mm. of feeling. Men are never like you never see anybody who is just I've been looking for worldliness, it's so hard. Worldliness has become so difficult to get. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's so hard. Now before we used to be very worldly, but now it's so hard to be worldly. <laughs> Praise God. It can never be hard to be worldly because you have what? The person someone has taken the position of from where he can push streams. There's water. Water is steady, flowing. Praise God. So, so, the, the, so he who can take that the position of the air of over the earth, such person can continuously immerse souls. Praise God. Can always bring souls. He can constantly feel men. Because it, from the heaven, that's where feeling comes from. Heaven feels men on the earth praise god Hallelujah. are we blessed this morning yes, praise the lord Hallelujah. so so jesus jesus himself said it you know jesus when he earlier in this chapter that's in chapter three you know when he was talking to nicodemus about being baptized sorry being born he told him that like, except you're born again you can't see the kingdom of god then he now began to talk to him about being born of water and of the spirit praise god he spoke about being what born of what water and of the spirit and then he stopped talking. And then he later he told John that, have you, are you a teacher of Israel? And you don't know all these things. Mm-hmm. I've only talked to you about earthly things. But how will you know understand if I now begin to speak to you about heavenly things? Mm-hmm. 
Praise God. Then later in that place, he now began to say that no man has ascended into heaven. Let's see. What verse is that? Okay, let's see verse 12. Praise God. Uh, I'll, I'll read from, okay, verse 10. Uh, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him. That's John chapter 3, verse 10. It says, Jesus answered and said, right? He said, that, Are thou a master of Israel, and knoweth not these things? And verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen. And ye receive not our witness. For if I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. <laughs> Praise God. So this is him talking about himself. Right? He said that no man has ever ascended, but. That word but means there's one person, one exception. But means an exception. Mm -hmm. So, no man has ever ascended, but one person has ascended. The person who came down from heaven. Now, at this point, when heaven was, Jesus was going about ministry on the earth, Jesus came down from heaven. He had to come down from heaven to minister on the earth. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus was not ministering from heaven during his three and a half years of ministry. He wasn't ministering from heaven. Although, I don't know for how many years before that, he must have just been in heaven. There was, it must have been a point in his growth where he must have ascended into heaven. Are you seeing? Because what does this thing mean? So no man has ascended into heaven, but we know at this point... He has not ascended. He has not died. Talk less of ascension. So, this ascension is not talking about well, after he died and resurrected when he bodily ascended into heaven. He is talking about the ascension of a man's soul. So, what he's saying that no time at any point has any man ascended into heaven. Now, one thing I can say is that this ascension into heaven does not include, does not include Adam. Because Adam did not ascend into heaven. Adam was formed in heaven. Amen. I'm talking, we're talking about the heaven of the earth. The realms, the realms that governs the, the earth. Adam woke up in heaven. He didn't ascend. He was just heaven. And one of the signs of heaven position in Adam was the ability to name all living creatures. Nobody can do such a work from the earth. By the time you come down to the earth, you won't be able to see all the animals. You can't see. There's no way you can see all of them from the earth. It's not possible. How do you do it? So, a lion come, but all of the animals are living in the depth of the depths of the sea. How did he get there? How did he go and bring them? So, so of course, he must have had a position inwardly that was higher than the earth. That realm which Satan came and stole from him. From that place, he was. He woke up into that awareness. Imagine that was how Adam was. Praise God. So that was what. So he could. The earth was below him. The earth which he, he saw was below him. Praise God. So, um, but when it comes to ascension, it means somebody who from the earth ascended. That's a different kind of thing. Nobody has ever ascended into heaven. John was trying, but John could not get there. Because to ascend, you need some, you need to overcome some things. Amen. So, because John could not what? 
John could not ascend into heaven. Praise God. John could not what? John could not ascend into what? John could not ascend into heaven. Praise the Lord. So John was speaking from the earth. What's the difference between John and Adam? John was, it's like Adam outside the garden. Just outside. Praise God. Adam was like, it's like, it's like someone who has entered inside the garden. That's a, is a higher place. Praise God. So there is an Adam who can use the heavens of the earth. Now, that kind of Adam is not heavenly in the sense of First Corinthians chapter fifteen. You know, First Corinthians chapter fifteen is it gives separation. There's the first man of the earth, earthy. There's the other man who is Lord from heaven. That Lord from heaven is not what we are talking about here. We're talking about a man who is of the earth, earthy, but who has access to the heavens of the earth. The real earth is heavens of the earth. That's the real realm where the powers of the earth, where, you, where, you, where the real thing is where the powers are kept. Praise God. Where they keep the power. Whoever has the realm where they keep the powers, that's the real owner of that realm. And where they kept the powers of the earth is not buried in the ground. Where they kept the powers of the earth is in the heavens of the earth. That's why Satan is a bad guy. Satan knew that heaven is the real place. He went and stayed there and made man start looking down at the ground. Look to the ground instead of looking up. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. He's a very bad fellow. Praise the Lord. Um, but, but, but Jesus, as he began to grow, a Jewish boy began to grow. You know, you know the, the, the law doesn't make men look upward. The law makes men look downwards. But Jesus, as a Jewish guy, began to grow. He began to get, get help. Probably angelic help. Most likely, it was angelic help, which the, um, Jesus had. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. Amen. So Jesus had help. And Jesus, as he began to grow and grow and grow and grow, he came, he understood the law. He saw the law. He knew everything about the law. Praise God. But he didn't stop there at the law. He, be, he continued. They began, to, they began to teach him that there are things beyond the law that we can teach you. Amen. Amen. So Jesus Christ now began to grow. So of course his growth started with learning of earthly things. Nobody learns heavenly things. When Jesus was a baby, he didn't know anything about the heavens as a child. But the Bible says the child grew. Not just physically, he also worked strong in spirit. So he also grew in spiritually, praise God. And of course, his soul must have grown as well into awareness of spiritual things. Amen. Amen. So, so Jesus Christ now grew. And this point where, you see in chapter 3, he said, I have told you earthly things. So Jesus knew earthly things. That was the first part of his learning. He did, Jesus did not start learning heavenly things. He started learning about the earthly things first. Praise God. But then, there are other things called heavenly things. <laughs> Praise God. So, but it now says, verse 14, And no man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. So, Jesus ascended, and he must have ascended in growth. 
how you ascend is by growth. They grow you up. You grow up. It's the one who wants to go to heaven. It's not by flying to heaven. Your soul has to grow up to heaven. What is it? Can you have a sense of growing up? Growing up means consciousness. You grow in your consciousness. There are some things, that even in things of the earth, there are levels. There's a level you are conscious of certain things. The more you learn and learn. Maybe you now go to university and begin to learn more things. They are re- you begin to increase in consciousness of things. Praise God. Hallelujah. So growth, the way you ascend is by growth. That word ascending into heaven doesn't mean flying to heaven. Ascension means growing. That's how men ascend. Men ascend by growth. Praise God. So he says, no man ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. So that man came down. That word came down just means that he was able to, after ascending, and then being able to grow in far, high, became coming to serious heavenly consciousness in his soul. He he grew into the heavens of the earth. He grew beyond the heavens of the earth. He grew into the heavens of heaven. Actual heaven. I'm talking about learnings of the spiritual learning. In his soul, he began to know things. Praise God. Hallelujah. He began to know. And then after a while, he grew. Then he caught a point. Then he knew the Father. So Jesus, the height Jesus grew to while he was on the earth was the Knowing of the Father. There's another height beyond that, but he didn't enter that realm while physically before because he took it would take death and resurrection. You don't that other realm, you don't just come there. They have to rot something in you and they have to bring you up. That's the realm of God. Praise the Lord. But Jesus, while he was on earth, he knew the Father. He grew up into the Father. He grew and grew until he, he, he met the being called the Father. He, he grew into him. Growing, like I said, growing is consciousness. How many of you know you can increase in consciousness? There's a point. At the way you know it, you can know heaven that way. It's, just, it's learning. It's not, the, it's not that complex. It's just the program is already set. Men just need to follow the program. And you begin to grow and you begin to grow and grow. Until you become conversant with things. Praise God. So Jesus Christ had ascended into heaven. But when he came to now time to minister. Those is three and a half years. You know that there is nobody on the earth who can receive heavenly things. <laughs> right? So he will be wasting his time if he just stays there. And begins to minister from that world. Nobody will even know what he's saying. He won't be able to do anything. I know one of the purposes of Jesus' ministry for three and a half years was for something. I'll tell you. Praise God. The purpose for that is to, to create a part of the foundation upon which the church will climb in order to begin to access the New Testament. Yeah. To create a part of a foundation, what? That men... Yes. Now, you can't just bring flesh and teach New Testament to flesh. Someone just completely flesh. You cannot teach New Testament of flesh because New Testament is a heavenly testament. And it's not even a testament. It's actually not even a testament of the present heaven. 
is not neither is it a testament of the heavens of the earth. It's a testament of the heavens of the world to come. Praise God. So you have to create the first level. The first level is a higher man. Praise God. Is a what? Is a high is a high man who can see Christ. The man who can see Christ is a kind of man, is a high man that can see Christ. So Jesus had to now lay foundation. If he, it means that if Jesus did not teach for three and a half years, then what it means, he, may, he will die for men's sins, right? And, and just go, go like that. And then he will go to heaven. He will purge our sins. All of those things he will do them. He will pay for our sins, do for atone for everything forever, but we will never be able to receive it. Praise God. So before Jesus became a savior, he has to first become a prophet. He has to become a, a fulfilling prophet, a prophet that can fulfill the prophetic. He has to become a greater prophet than Elijah, than Moses. Praise God. As the, is a, Jesus Christ was the prophet. The prophet that can connect. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who was he? He's a prophet that can connect. Moses could not connect. Abraham, sorry, Elijah couldn't. After a while, Elijah got to a point where he, did, he walked and walked. After a while, they took him to heaven. He didn't grow into heaven. Uh, praise God. Uh, do you understand that? Yes. Amen. Amen. Moses could not grow into heaven. He couldn't. But after a while, a man came called Jesus who would fulfill. Jesus. Moses said it. He said, A prophet like unto me shall the Lord God raise. He said, Him shall you what? Shall you hear? Mm. When he comes, him shall you hear. Him shall you hear. Praise God. Um, when Jacob was prophesying to his son, he said that the scepter will not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet. And said, until Shiloh come. That word Shiloh is also Jesus. He's the, the man of peace. He's actually he's man, he's the bridger of the, of the gap. Praise God. That man, he said, when Shiloh come, then unto him, shall the gathering of the people be. So, Jesus, Jesus first is the message of the gathering of the people. Praise God. Are you, you, know what, you know what gathering of the people means? Gathering of the people. Gathering of the people. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. That, that word people is not talking about peoplehood in the terms of God. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not people of God. He's talking of just the people. There's the people. And then, you know, when they say the people, for example, the Lord Jesus spoke to, to, to Paul, Saul of Tarsus, mm-hmm. concerning the people. Mm-hmm. Right? He said, who I will deliver you from the people and from the Gentiles and from the people. So, so people just means children of Israel. Children of Israel, praise God, Hallelujah. are the people. They're the ones who you call people. So when you you superpose it or pull, bring it into the spiritual, 
people are born again. Anybody who is born again are now become the people. They are not people of God. That's the ultimate calling. But they are just the people. Anybody who is not born again, they are not even people at all. You don't call them people. They, don't, they are not worthy of the word people. They are dogs. Yes. Or Gentile. The word Gentile means dogs. They are not people. Amen. A people just means you have a spiritual function. You have spiritual relevance. That's what makes you a a people. Once you don't have spiritual relevance, like somebody who is dead spiritually, you're like a dog. It means you have flesh, you live on the earth. You're like an animal. But when you get born again, your spirit has become Christ. You are quickened. You now have a spiritual potential. So people means someone with spiritual potential. You now, you're part of a people. Those are Christians now. So what he's saying is that is people will be gathered unto somebody first. So when you talk about the gathering of the people, who gathers the people is a is a man called Jesus. He's a prophet. Praise God. The word, another word for prophet means gatherer. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Prophets are the ones who enforce gathering. They are the enforcers. Prophets, they don't operate primarily in the tabernacle. But they work with the priests. With priests. So that's why you have the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. They work together. The the, the law means the priesthood handles the things of the house. But when when you see a prophet, it's also a moving law. What the the priest has in them. The prophet has, embodies it. It's, it's inside him. But he's the one they send amidst the people. Mm-hmm. Praise God. He's amidst the people. The prophet is amidst the people. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who enforces them to be, be remain a people. Gather. So you see, gathering is the first, is the first principle that the people fulfill. Praise God. Are you, are you hearing me? What I say, gathering is the first principle that the people fulfill. Like every Christian, you are, you want to get born again, your first commandment is to gather. That's the first thing you must fulfill. That's why you, and where is the place of gathering? It's called the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is called what? In fact, when you get born again, you are born into gathering. To gather. Like you see the Israelites in the, in the wilderness, they, had, they were gathered around the prophet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he said, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. So you see, there's, there's, there's a process before separation. Is gathering. Are you seeing that? Is out of the gathered you separate some. Those who are separated comes from those who are gathered. In the book of Numbers, you see how the Lord gave them the the he gave them the how to arrange the people in the wilderness around the tabernacle. The first ad you are you have to arrange the tribes, right? Three on the north, three on the south, three on the east, three on the west. They are gathered like that in a circle, almost like a circle. 
right? That is the gathering of the people. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is what? That is the gathering. Now, the word gather, and that word for gathered means not scattered. Right? They are not scattered around, right? They are not what? They are not scattered around. They are gathered and they must move as a gathering. They move as a gathering. That's the way the Lord instructed them. They must be moving as a gathering. Among the gathered, in the God now measured distance. This will be the separate, the, the what the separated ones. One tribe is separated. Out of one tribe, the one house will be and it will become sanctified. You will bring sanctification. Then there is another realm of consecration. Are you seeing that? So 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 Jesus is the gatherer. So those who are gathered are those who have come to Jesus. So the church are people who are gathered unto the let's say you remove there was no Jesus. If there is no Jesus, you will never have a people who you can preach Christ to. Am I making sense to you? So if there are no people who you can preach Christ to, forget about priesthood, forget about people of God, but forget about holy nation. Forget about anything that there will, there will be nobody because they are all scattered. Some that work of gathering is an important work. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. That is an important, and that thing is a doctrine. That doctrine is a doctrine. Jesus used three and a half years to teach that doctrine of gathering to his disciples. So the disciples of Jesus, the twelve disciples of Jesus, are the disciples who have been received the doctrine of gathering of the people that's what when they in the speak in the book of acts of the apostles gathering mm. they continued in the apostles gathering and the breaking of bread mm. from house to house where does that that was not christ because uh, the, the the apostolic mandate and revelation of christ had not come yet that came later in from beginning from chapter 9 of acts mm -hmm. when the lord encountered Saul of tarsus when he said, I will look, I will deliver you from the Gentiles and from the people unto who I will send you. So you have to send him to the Gentiles and then to the people. So, of course, you, don't, you will minister Christ directly to the Gentiles. The Gentiles will have to become a people first. Am I correct? Then you minister Christ to the people. Praise God. Are, are we making sense? You minister Christ, what, to separate them and then to... You have to then you minister the Lord to them, to who, those who are separated, to become sanctified because the Lord is the sanctifier. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, am I saying something? So, that, so that's why they have to make Jesus Lord and Christ. Jesus now must transform into Lord and Christ. Praise God. That was Peter's message in part of that Acts chapter 2. Am I correct? Yes, He's saying that this same Jesus who you, dis you beat and you crucified, God has now made him two causes. Well, he's now become Lord and Christ. Of course, you, 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 you teach Christ first before you teach the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are we blessed this morning? I don't know if this is just is ministering to us. There's just some knowledge here. It's important for us to know it. Amen. Amen. So I was saying that Jesus' ministry for those three and a half years was it was important for him to preach. There's a value in the things he taught in his ministry in that, in that time. 
Amen. His, his ministry then wasn't only his public teaching. Actually, he didn't teach too much when they, with, to, to multitudes. Praise God. Mostly, mostly people he taught were his disciples. Right? He just he taught them things. Um, that teaching was an impartation of doctrine of gathering. Praise God. It was the apostles that the you know the 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 culture of church. The culture of the church, what church looks like, what a gathered people look like, the kind of things they should keep. Jesus was just taught them to his disciples. It's from that wisdom. That's what made them disciples of Jesus. Praise God. Not yet disciples of Christ, but who? Disciples of Jesus. And then immediately the church was born, and then people began to get added from Acts. They now began to continue in the apostles' doctrine and in the big breaking of bread. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Amen. 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 So that teaching initially was what Jesus taught from the earth when he was teaching people. Praise God. Uh, so let's not waste too much time. Let's go back to... Um, so we're reading that book of Acts, right? Um, let's go back to Acts chapter... Um, sorry, let's not, let's move from Acts now. Let's go to John. John chapter three. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter three. Uh, so verse thirty-one said, "He that cometh from above is above all, right? Mm-hmm. And then he that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth." Praise God. Hallelujah. He that is of the earth is earthly and does what? And speaketh of the earth. And he that cometh from heaven is above all. So you know what that cometh from heaven means. Right? So the wonder word for he that cometh from heaven is him that speaketh from heaven. Uh, amen. amen. Um, so, and said he is above all. And what he had seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receiveth his testimony. So, and he that receiveth his testimony has said to his seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaketh what? The words of God. For God not giveth not his spirit to him by what? By measure. Praise God. Amen. So you see that he that um, cometh from heaven, verse 31, right? It says, he that cometh from where? Heaven. Okay, he that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and he that speaketh of the earth, and he that cometh from heaven is above what? Above all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 34 said, For he whom God hath sent, does what? He speaketh the words of God. He speaketh the words of God for why? God the spirit by measure. So, what does it mean to what does it mean of speaketh the words of God? What are words? No, you didn't say word of God. There's what you call word, that God's own word. But they are words of God. They are in series of words. Words of God means God's own kind. What one word for words of God is New Testament. Praise God. So, about so the reason why he is a minister. And our minister of it means a mediator, according to the book of Hebrews. Praise. So therefore, he is a is a mediator of a what? Uh huh. That has what? 
upon what? Better promises. Better. Praise God. Is what better than the first. Praise God. He's a mediator of a better testament. Better founded upon a better word covenant. Founded up, upon better promises. Praise God. So he's also the mediator of the New Testament. Somewhere there. Yes. So that better covenant is the New Testament. Praise God. So he is the mediator of better words. Amen. Amen. So, and that words don't open up. What makes you access it? And first of all, what makes you be a, a speaker of them is that you must have the spirit without measure. So, what does he mean of he giveth not the spirit by measure unto him? In my Bible, they wrote in a small letter, that word by measure means in a limited way. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what it means is that he, did not rec- he does not receive the Spirit in a limited way. He doesn't have the Spirit in a limited way. John had it in a limited way. But he did not have it, what? In a limited way. He didn't have it in a limited way. So that ability of not having the Spirit in a limited way is what makes you able to access the New Testament. Praise God. Hallelujah. Did I say something? Yes. I don't know if I'm saying anything today. Are we blessed? So, praise God. Okay. So not having the spirit, what? So if you, are, if you are not able to come into that, you will find the New Testament. Because New Testament is not just a book something. New Testament is a life. Is a life. It's just is a different life that man's supposed to live. And that life cannot be, doesn't, cannot on cannot express it open itself when when it cites a limitation in the spirit if it cites limitation with the spirit in you it will shut himself out because he knows that you don't have the platform for his his expression are you seeing what i'm saying so when before this life of the new testament begins want to begin to express fully inside the man i don't mean the revelation i mean the life, the life yes what the life begins to open up in a man he must check that 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 man's inward environment has not you know you've not put an embargo yes. a limitation yes. on the spirit because the life is a reigning life is a, it's not a life that you negotiate we raise more today then tomorrow we'll do something else then we have other plans. We have plans for this month. There are some things we have to do two weeks from now. So you say, okay, just really little. Don't don't take over. We just do some things, and then we have some other things we want to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is. I mean, it is a, a person in whom will be an inheritor of the New Testament. I mean, inheriting the life of the Testament is somebody who is drunk with the Spirit. Praise God. You have. You have you no longer have the spirit in by measure. You have come into fullness of the spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. You no longer have what? The spirit by measure. You've come into what? Fullness of the spirit. Then the testament, the testimony, you know the testimony is living, is a person. They are beings. Those those testaments are the 
the written spiritual writing of an installation of essence of beings who want to live in men and when and for them to come and live in men they must what one thing they must have is that spirit must be flowing like a river inside of you otherwise you limit them you limit god and christ in you if you are not you are you don't have fullness are you seeing that am i making sense are you trying to see an an import of the essence of why they want to get you filled continuously why that's why heaven always wants you to be filled when you are filled today they say it's not enough oh this you are filled now according to your capacity but the being you want to receive this your level can't carry him I don't know if you are, you are seeing what I'm trying to tell you today. So what I'm trying to tell you is that you can have mighty revelation in your head, but that thing cannot turn into life. When you are not, you have tiny spirit. There is no way that revelation can become life in you. The spirit floats on, the life floats on spirit. Inside man. It floats on spirit. It's, you must have for every measure of life that from becomes that transformed from revelation in your mind into life. For every measure that transforms, before it transforms, it must check. There must be sufficient volume of spirit to float it on the inside of you. You can't carry it because every altar of God's life is spirit facilitated is spirit expressed you can't even have it without spirit you can't carry the life you can't live the life without spirit God's life is for drunk people it's for people who are filled and filled have been filled and filled people who are living in fullness of the spirit like jesus was imagine jesus was full of the spirit well if you are not filled, if you don't have enough feeling of the spirit when god when you face a situation you will now see that you can you might you will face situation that might demand more yeah. than the feeling you have yeah. i don't know if you are getting what i'm trying yeah, to say you, you it demand what do you know that Jesus, when he was on the earth at that point, that he had already as a sex spirit without measure? Yeah. Around this time, he has a sex spirit without measure. So imagine assessing spirit without measure. You now see where his, 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 you see where his flawlessness in life, in judgment, was flowing from flawlessness yeah. in judgment mm. flawless means he always knew the right thing to do yeah. wow. he always knew the right thing yeah. it was he always knew he always knew he was he there was never a time when he, there was yeah. insufficiency of yeah. spiritual judgment yeah. because the life in him was inhibited it was it had full facility of the holy ghost mm. to execute itself mm. 
at every situation of life that Jesus found himself. He asked me a question. He'll give you an answer. That answer is pregnant. That, and that pregnancy is also pregnant. That one is also pregnant with levels, an endless dimension of spiritual accuracy, of wisdom, that you can be studying and studying and studying and studying. When you say one thing Jesus said, you see Ephesians there, you see Colossians there, you see, are you seeing what I'm saying? You see all the Bible opening up inside one statement of Jesus. Why was he able to do that? It's because of, if he wasn't full enough, it would, some part of it, you will see mind products will be involved and it will be breaking things. You know what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So Jesus' flawlessness in judgment was as a result of what? It's because of he had all the facility of the spirit. He had spirit without measure. One of the things that is required for any, anybody who, will be, who, will, who is a writer, praise God, of New Testament scriptures must have spirit without measure. That's why the, that's what makes that's why nobody today can write any script. Anybody write any scripture, you say this we are adding to what they wrote because it wasn't complete. I can never take it from you. Because you don't have what they had. Only men move as they were wrote as they were moved by the of course. People who also wrote the Old Testament were having such encounter, but theirs was different. Theirs was spirit coming upon them, taking over their mind, and then using that to just speak oraculously. It didn't flow from understanding. They weren't laying scriptures based on understanding. That's why after they've laid what they have, you still need another kind of operation to access them. You need New Testament to access them. You need people who have inherited the spirit within who can only go from inside. You know, the, the words, amen. amen. Praise God. Paul described it. What Paul, part of what Paul was telling you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 was almost a little bit of difference between even Old Testament to a degree and the kind of their own ministration. Praise God. He called it with the words which we speak, with words which the Holy Ghost teacheth. That's not the prophetic books. The prophetic books are not words which Holy Ghost teacheth. They are all transits by the Holy Ghost. They don't. They are not by themselves. They are not teachable. They are actually closed. They are closed utterances. Another word is they are dark sentences. You need another operation of the teaching. What you do, the word what actually opens them up is a dimension. The John calls it the unction. In First John chapter 2, it says you have an unction from the Holy One. That unction is the teaching unction. Praise God. And the unction is the operation of the Spirit within. Amen. Amen. Is the operation of what? The the, that unction flows in field men. Yeah. On the inside. It's just flowing in you. It becomes a, a teacher on the inside. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. It becomes what? A teacher... On the inside. Hmm. 
So which things the angels desire to look into? Mm. Right? Before that, it has said that, that holy men and prophets, right? First Peter, praise God. Hallelujah. Chapter 1. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Praise your donor. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's see that first Peter chapter one. Ehimaha. Give you glory. Bless your holy name. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, God. We worship you. Praise God. Let's see first Peter chapter one or read from verse. Nine, it says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who should who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Now, the prophet inquired and searched. Now, now this prophet they inquired and they searched diligently, but the the prophet they didn't have they had the searching instrument they had was their own. Are you saying every man has a searching instrument? That thing is called the spirit of a man. Is yes. a searcher. Everything spirit is a searcher. What I say, spirit, spirit is, a is a searcher. Spirit is what? You say the spirit of a man is the candle of Jehovah. Mm-hmm. That is a God lights that candle. Hmm. Praise God. So the spirit actually is it searches things out for the soul. It's what the spirit searches out that the soul receives and is able to use and feed upon. The, the soul feeds upon what the spirit can search out. Amen. So the spirit is a, is a searching instrument. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing what I'm saying? What I say the spirit is. So, so the spirit of a man is a searcher also. And that's what the prophets had. And they tried to use their instrument to search. The things they were uttering. When they utter it, they write it down. They now try to search them. They will try to understand what are these things that we are saying. What are these things they are trying to. But they, all they had was the facility of their own spirit. But that spirit wasn't enough because no man knew the things of God. Man knew the things of a man yes. by the spirit of a man that is in him. Right? Yes, sir. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. Praise God. Yes, sir. No man knew the things of a man except the spirit of a man. Mm-hmm. And, but no man knew the things of God except the spirit of God. So that what spirit of God can must be in union with the spirit of a man in order to search the things of God. That's why I have not seen or ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man what God has prepared for them that love him. But he had revealed them to us by his spirit. For his spirit searches all things, yeah, even the deep things of God. So the prophets, they prophesied them, 
but they're they not trying to search what they prophesied, but they can't search it because they don't have the searching equipment, praise God, which is the Spirit of God that is in man. Amen. Praise God. So, and so that, so you see, the searching operation of the Spirit operates from within. So they had Spirit upon them, right? Those prophets who prophesied because they had the Spirit upon them, but you can't search by the spirit upon. It's the spirit within that is the searcher. And our for searching is teacher. Teacher is the searcher. Is teaching, the teaching operation. Amen. So the, the searching operation within is what John called the unction of the spirit. Praise God. So you have received an unction from the Holy One. And you what? You know, you know all things. And you go down there. He said, the unction you've received of him is abided where? In you. It's an abiding unction. Amen. Amen. It's an abiding measure. Prophets do not have an abiding measure of the spirit. Hmm. When it's time to prophesy, it will come upon them. They prophesy to lift. Right. <laughs> you will now see in the book of the prophet, I say, but the son of man, take up a lamentation. It means accept the spirit that is flowing, that is upon you. The spirit will rest upon them. Sometimes it will rest upon them. They begin to see vision. Like Ezekiel began to see vision. All of them began to see vision. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sometimes the spirit will rest a burden. As I would say, the burden for Babylon. The burden for this one. The burden for Egypt. The burden for that. So it is burden upon them that makes them prophesy. Amen. Amen. But they didn't have an abiding word unction of the spirit amen that first john can you read it for me quickly said the, what the anointing which you have received, received of him, of him mm-hmm. abided in you. it abided it praise god i love that mm-hmm. amen he said he does what abided in you. the anointing abided in you and what will he do and ye need not that any man teach you uh-huh. but as the same anointing uh-huh. you of all things yes and it's truth yes and it's no lie and mm-hmm. even as it has taught you mm-hmm. you shall abide in him. you shall abide in him so are you seeing that the abiding the abiding measure of the spirit is a teacher mm-hmm. praise god mm-hmm. and is also a searcher Amen. Let's go on. The Lord wants to bless us this morning. If we are willing to be blessed, He's going to bless us. There's a lot of blessing. I'm seeing a lot of blessing. Praise God. So you see in this place, this first Peter, praise God, it says that of which salvation the prophet have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come. So they prophesied it, but they are trying to search it. Now they were searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify. Now, I said the spirit was upon them. Mm-hmm. But that spirit was upon them as a kind of operation in them. This is not yeah. the one which abide in them. Yeah. It's different. This is not First John chapter 2. Th- that one, it says, when you receive the unction of him, it abides in you. It's, a, it's the abiding unction that is a teacher. Mm-hmm. No prophet had an abiding unction. They had an unction that comes upon them. That unction can, for example, rest on. In fact, for some who were not speakers, they, only, they, they didn't even need to have it upon them. It can rest on a cloth or a mantle, like Elijah. Mm-hmm. It's just a mantle he had, maybe a piece of cloth or something. The spirit that he was using was just there, just rested in that thing. Okay, carry it everywhere you are going. 
from here we'll be operating. Wow. You can use it to do all kinds, you can use it to, to, to part Red Sea, you can use it to do all kinds of things. When it was time to go to heaven, he took it, gave it to Elisha, Elisha caught it, a double measure came upon it, yeah. and he wow. could use it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So they can put measure, spirit of, it can rest on things. Your spirit of yeah. God can rest on your, on your table, on your cloth. Praise God, it can, <laughs> it has a spirit, amen. amen. So, but, so, so those prophets, you won't hear, Elijah wasn't too much of a teaching or, sorry, wasn't too much of a, a vocal prophet. Praise God, Elijah was a different kind of prophet, amen. amen. Um, but the prophet like Isaiah, amen. Jeremiah, praise God, amen. Ezekiel, some of all those prophets who had to give utterances. You now see, for you to utter by the Spirit, even though it's Spirit upon you, that Spirit will now will begin to walk inside you. Because they have to bring forth words. Yeah. Are you understand what I'm yes. saying? So for you to utter words, Spirit must have a, an operation inside, your, inside of your heart, inside of a man, for a word to come out. Mm-hmm. But that thing is not an abiding, it's not that they were filled with Holy Ghost. Yeah. Or anything like that. Are you seeing what I'm trying yeah. to say? So, so this thing here mainly, when it says the spirit of Christ which was in them, is talking about at the time when they are prophesying, what came into them to make them prophesy. So that spirit of them, it did signify when it testified. That what testified means spoke beforehand the sufferings of Christ. And the glory that should follow. Praise God. And it says, Unto them was it revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, did they they did minister the things now which are now reported unto you. Okay, praise God. Now listen, there was the first ministration of the things. That was the laying down and the utterance of the prophetic, that prophetic declaration, which was captured in books of the prophets. That's the first ministering of these things. Praise God. Then after that, those things, you can't just access them like that. They have to be reported. What what is the meaning of the word report? And that word is like transport. But report. Amen. Amen. So the word port means access. Uh, am, I, am I correct? Yes, sir. This, is, this is a port of an entrance, a port. In technology, you have ports, with which you can send signal from one entity to another. It arrives as a port. Port means where you gain access from. Praise God. The word transport means accessing by movement. Trans. Giving access through movement. That's transport. Praise God. So that word report means again. Accessing again. Re. Praise God. It's a report. So to reaccess, bring about a another way of access. Are you seeing that? So so it means that the prophet, the law and the prophet must be reported. Because in their current form, you need something else. Amen. You need a searching operation. Of the spirit to search them out. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? You need what? Of the spirit 
to search them out. So after they had been ministered first, they are sitting there. You need a reporting of them. Amen. Amen. So who are the reporters? Let's see. Says, they are now reported unto you by them who have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost. Send down from heaven. Which things the angel desire to look into. Are you seeing that? So the, those who preach the gospel with the Holy Ghost. So what, these are actually people who have received the abiding unction of the Spirit. Who are able to now search out those things which were written. Praise God. Uh, does this make sense? Amen. They are able to do what? Search out the things that were written. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Where were we before we came here? John chapter 3. Praise God. So let's just see. We're talking about him not having the spirit with measure. Are you seeing that? So I was telling you how all the apostles who wrote scripture. The Bible says in, in, in Peter, it says that those who, we have a more sure word of prophecy, who you do well to heed unto as a light that shines in a dark place. Until what? The day, start, the day dawns, the day star rise in your heart. Amen. Uh, it says, no prophecy of scripture is capable of private interpretation. For holy men wrote as they were what? Moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. So those words are, are spiritually discerned. Amen. A carnal man, First Corinthians chapter 2, cannot receive the things of what? The Spirit, for they are what? Foolishness to him. They are what? And he says those things also are, are what? Spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Um, so, um, so it's very clear. You can see New Testament is different from Old Testament. New Testament is words, access of our words that are higher. They are higher in, in, in their potential than Old Testament. Praise God. And to access them, you need the only open up to, the open up the content they are keeping opens up when they see sufficiency of the spirit you need sufficiency it is spiritual they are spiritually discerned praise god and even beyond discernment to relieve them to embody them to come into them you need even more measures of the spirit amen, amen. are you hearing what i'm saying Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, Jesus Christ is he who baptizes with who? With the Holy Ghost and with fire. Um, so, he that received not the spirit with measure is also able to baptize without measure. In fact, the word baptism almost connotes Without measure. Yes. Because baptism means immerse. Fully. Yes. Baptism means fullness. When you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. means you have come into fullness of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, I ask you, what is the reason for being filled and filled and filled until you have 
You access fullness. Can you tell me what is the reason for that? Yes, in the New Testament. Thank you. So that you can access what? The life in the New Testament. So you can access the life in the New Testament. You can show somebody who's not in, living in fullness, they can come and you can see they have revelation. Mm. Well, I'll tell you one thing they can never have yes, is yes. life. They can never have life. They will not have life. That life doesn't live in dry places. Yeah. You can never take God and put it in a dry place and it will be living in a yeah. dry place. God doesn't, he doesn't even commission his life to flow into dry places. Yeah. He has to first make it, if God literally is wilderness, he has to make the wilderness open up a stream in the desert. Yay. First, in high places, we open up waters and make it water it. He make it wet. Praise God. Before he begins to come. Amen. Amen. So God doesn't just flow in dry places. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. When God was looking for a, a tabernacle, you see, he had to lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. Praise God. Now, now, amen. amen. So, you can, if you want to really live, if what you are looking for is really, really God's life, because some people are not sincere. So, people, what they really want, just have to have enough revelation so they can, you know, you know people can't plan. People can use revelation. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. The way some people go after money, some down can be revelation. Yeah. True. Yes, That's the soul. Soul can sell anything. Yes. What, what what was Satan's trafficking in heaven? Yeah, really. Was it selling? Is it money? Is it uh, was it was it selling crude oil in heaven? No. What was it selling there? Spiritual. There are spiritual things. Yeah. Say so because of the multitude of thy traffic. Read all those things. How he sinned. Yeah. Thou has sinned. You've brought violence into your midst. You defiled right. your sanctuaries. Why? It's because of activity. Mm. He turned the, the things of God into a commodity to bargain with them so that he can gain an edge to use it to <laughs> increase his status. So men, evil heart can also take the word and begin to use it that way. You want to use it. Profit, it doesn't matter you are going to say, hey, I will teach you one thing if you give it five dollars. No. no. So there's the other ways you can that's a local something. The other ways you can a soul can profit from revelation. Yes. One of the greatest profit you can have from revelation is status. Yes, status. Yes. Status among brethren. Hmm. So there are souls who will fight for revelation hmm. just for that one thing. Status. Hmm. status. This you see, this is the guy that has it. Yeah. When he's there, just just let him be there. Mm-hmm. He, he's flowing. He has mm-hmm. he has revs. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. What is that thing? What is it called? Status. Status. Because status means power, influence. Mm-hmm. Men men can men can lust for it. Mm-hmm. The heart can lust for influence, mm-hmm. for power, and all that because of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you come into the realm of learned fellows, what they value is not. Mm-hmm. And when you go among professors now. What they talk about and how they boast among themselves is not how much money they have. Yeah. Although they might be rich. Or it doesn't you hardly see two profs or they are boasting is that they I have this house, I have three houses here. No, no, that's not their conversation. How they, their class is their what they've come into. They boast about the, their papers. 
the recognition of their papers, how far their name has traveled. When a prof, when two profs see a well-published professor who has traveled far, what, what happened? Re respect. Even the way they talk to each other, the respect is there. And those guys will give up everything. They can sacrifice their family, family life, sacrifice things, they sacrifice even money, anything just for, for that. Status. Praise God. I'm not trying to show you. So when, when a, a heart who is, hasn't been healed well, who is bad, who is still has a, an inordinate desire for gain, when you bring them into waters of revelation, at first, their heart will go that way. They, ah, oh, this new thing. Hey, <laughs> okay. Maybe they've been looking for edge in other things against their mates. They now found this one. I know there's no way these guys can ever join in here. Let me stay here. Praise God. <laughs> so they will become masters of revelation. Amen. May revelation not be your only reward. It's a sad thing. May all you have not be revelation. You just say, I came, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I came to give them revelation. Alone. I came that you may have life and have it more abundant. Say life. life. Yes. That you may have life. That's what Jesus is about. That's what heaven is looking for. When they are thinking about you, they are thinking about how you will have life. Revelation is a necessary means to get life. But you won't, just knowing things, you don't, don't, you don't stop there without accessing life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you know, Satan is a bargainer. When he comes, he knows how to bargain with souls. Satan can bargain with you. Okay, I won't fight you. Want, you like Revelation. I won't fight you anymore. I'll allow you because you've had breakthrough. So I won't be fighting you in receiving revelation anymore. But let's bargain. Huh? You'll be getting plenty of revelation, but you won't be having life. But you see this revelation you will have will allow you, it will elevate you. You will gain a status. You will, will position you among your brethren. You will gain with it. But you must not, don't think of life. Oh. Don't think about having life. You must, it's just you will be a revelation guy, but don't have life. That's how Satan is, Satan is bad, evil. He does evil bargain. Imagine doing that kind of bargain with a soul. An evil thing. I want to cheat you out of what Jesus actually wants to give you. We'll just give you something. Else. Praise God. This is a, these are the kind of things that people who they have opened their eyes, these are the kind of things we all suffer. These are the kind of messages that are of healing they need to give to us because our own problems are different from ignorant folks. Are you getting me? Ignorant yes, folks, they are only, you don't want to teach it, but they, what, they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Their eyes are not even open. Mm. So Satan can't make this bargain with them. Mm. Satan's bargain with them is different. Enjoy the world. Forget about revelation. Mm. Revelation is not important. Forget about anything. Just live your life. Mm. But to us, it's different. We've cited something. You know, there's something here, but in, at every level, he has a bargain. You might think you've grown. Ah, Satan still has a bag. There's something he can still sell to you to make you 
What? Why would they be preaching to Hebrew church? How, you know how far those guys have come? How far then Satan still stood there, was still able to bargain with such souls? Imagine souls who are just about to cross into the, the presence of God. All of those revelation churches that Satan can still bargain with them. You see prophets like Balaam. That Balaam stature is a stature to when Israel is about to inherit the inheritance. Is a prophetic, is a stature, praise God, that Satan can use. They tried everything against Israel, it didn't work. He now went to go and teach the, the king, Balak. There's a, way, there's a way you can do what? That you can make them steal. There are things they can still sell this inheritance for. When, how, does you, how do you find the weakness of a person? Check the secret loves of the soul. In the, in the, they now check in the house, house, high out of the Israelite, there are still some loves they have. Which some things they can fall in love with still. And sell the inheritance. There should be nothing that you will give up for life. Your heart needs to journey. Your heart needs to journey to a point where you can't give up anything. For just the pure expression. The, to have the life of God in you. Praise God. So, so you are, seeing, are you seeing the purpose of the Spirit? So you see how Satan can bargain with a person. A person who has begun to journey in light, in understanding. They will bargain with you that your daily feeling, feeling is not important anymore. It's a bargain. See this part, you can let it go. Because you know that if you don't, if you are not maintaining that thing, there's no way you will get access to life. Because Satan himself knows that God's life doesn't flow into dry places. Mm. Satan, Satan knows that no matter how much revelation you have, if, you, if they keep you dry on the inside, that revelation will never become a life inside of you. So he, he will fight that, this area of your communion in the Spirit, of your being filled with the Spirit. He will fight it. Amen. Amen. So there's something, time has gone, let's just, I just want to connect something. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank Saman Gestiva. Thank you, our Father. Bless your name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I, I love this thing that uh, in that Peter said, receiving the end of your soul, the sal- of your faith, the salvation of your. They said, of which salvation? That, so salvation is the end. That's what they are trying to look into, they are searching into. Salvation. Praise God. Amen. So there's something about you see the, the feeling of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that feeling, F I L L I N G, the feeling of the Spirit continuously, which brings the soul into fullness, 
there's something that it that is necessary for. Like you summarized it and said that it is for accessing of life, but you now need to say, okay, uh, where what is the what is the access point for life? That access point, that that commodity, that first thing that the soul must have that opens life, begin to open life to them inside, inside the heart. That thing is what feeling connects. Can someone tell me what that thing is? If you, if you go to journey somehow, and amen, I don't just want to see how much the spirit, amen, is quickening faith. Not faith. Now there's something. Christ. Okay, no, there's something. I, I need to see. Praise God. Feeling. Okay, what does feeling? When they feel you and feel you and feel you, what does feeling need to activate? To begin to push souls into life, what does in our feeling? What does it maintain? Maybe activate might not be the best word, but there's something that the feeling maintains. It no feeling is continuous. Mm-hmm. You have to continue, stay fit, stay fit mm-hmm. in your course. That the cause which the all the flow of seeing where we have seen, which we have heard, which we have looked upon, we have handled, and all that off the world. To maintain that cause, of, there's, a, there's something that, no. Praise God. What spirit in feeling maintains, connects, and secures. When you drop your feeling, it, it cuts it off. It opens. Amen. Praise God. In the of time, I will tell you. Wait, don't tell us yet. Okay, I shouldn't tell you. Okay, keep keep going. Amen. I'm looking at the clock. Kemisa. Fepreneto Kando. Imsana. I will tell you, because of time, it's wisdom. Yes. It's wisdom. Hmm. Is wisdom. What the feeling of the spirit, mm. it activates it. Mm. It keeps it flowing. Mm. It keeps it because it's needed. Mm. It is through mm. it that everything mm. else happens. Mm. That's what we're studying last time. It's wisdom. That's also the core of the message of First Corinthians chapter 2. That's what Paul was teaching about. That this thing is, is a particular wisdom. That the spirit engages. So do which things we teach with wisdom, which the Holy Ghost teaches, is wisdom. Everything is wisdom. Now let me tell you something about that seven spirits. Let me tell you something. So when they say, we've, we've seen that, they say wisdom is the principal thing. I want to explain that part of that to you. Now, when you say, first, wisdom and understanding. Mm. Praise God. Anybody who has understanding by the seven spirit, at every point when understanding is in operation, wisdom is in operation. Wisdom must facilitate understanding. At every point when counsel is in operation, Wisdom 
and understanding must facilitate counsel. If wisdom and understanding is not operating, counsel will not, will not, it will not appear. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those flames that they build upon each other. Are you seeing that? If a counsel is not wisdom and understanding and counsel are not operating, you won't see might will not emerge. Might is that the might to do, the strength to do will not emerge. All those, are you seeing all those things happen? They are at the same time, they are in operation. Praise God. So, a person who is using, who is building with counsel, at every activity of counsel and might, wisdom is in operation. Now, let's say you cut off wisdom. You just need to do only one thing. Just do only one thing. Stop wisdom. Forget about anything. Wisdom. Say wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is profitable to direct. It's a direction. Once you lose wisdom, you've lost your way. They've cut off your way from you. Praise God. So, you see what the spirit, the infilling of the spirit connects. That's why you get born again, you've been gathered, you get born again. They now bring your Pentecost experience and they fill you and fill you and fill you. It takes plenty of spirit to connect wisdom of, of the spirit. Before a person starts becoming wise spiritually, you must fill them and fill them and fill them and fill them and fill. Real, I'm talking about wisdom. I'm not talking about just wisdom that brings revelation. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? A soul that is that in to a soul to come into life of God is plenty of inward wisdom operation that can make a person stay in life of God and be living it out, be using it. Once you cut off spirit. You've cut off God's wisdom. What happened? The man's wisdom kicks in. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. That's just all Satan wants to do. Mm-hmm. It's just to, you know that if um, you leave a man, allow a man to be flowing in God's wisdom, you can't stop his life inheritance. You can never stop. As long as he has access to revelation, allow the in, in, internal operation of wisdom to continue, which is because of the feeling of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Once that is happening continuously, you can never, you can't do anything against that man. You will see life will begin to form on the inside. But cut off his measure of spirit, you 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 diminish and kill the flame of wisdom. I don't know if God can expound us in order to to see wisdom. Wisdom is like a person. Like in the book of Proverbs chapter 8, wisdom starts to speak. I wisdom. I wisdom. Wisdom is a being. It's like, a, amen. I, I've read some old prophetic writings of some guys in maybe 15th, 16th century. God gave them. I, I, I believe what might have happened to them was, was just 
the maybe the Lord just sent spirit of wisdom, the personality of wisdom to them. Go and teach them. Go and teach them. Wisdom enlightened things. You know, there's a way someone can be writing and they describe secret recesses of soul. I was reading some things to my wife the other day. <laughs> she was like, what is, what is this? <laughs> when they are, someone is talking and you know, you know what they are, they are seeing soul. They are, you, you, you know what I mean? Hidden, the hidden things of a heart. Are you get what I'm saying? It's, it's wisdom that knows those things. Wisdom. Praise God. I, so if you, and, to, and that, that wisdom is a is spirit activated. It is a spirit. Amen. Once you reduce feeling, you, you can't see like that anymore. That, once you diminish feeling, sight of, of the, the spiritual dimension of the soul's life becomes hidden again from your sight. You can't see it anymore. After a while, things that shouldn't be important become important again. After a while, the world all of a sudden becomes important. Your natural life becomes why? His wisdom has been shot, has been turned off. The, the light of wisdom has been turned off inside the soul. When you now, if you're able to access feeling again, because once you begin to feel and feel again, the first thing feeling will activate is wisdom. Because wisdom is the principal thing. By the time wisdom is awoken again, after a while, by the time you look, you don't see anything in this world anymore. You see, because wisdom is now alive again. It now begins to, after a while, the truth becomes more real again. The things of the Spirit become more real again. The things of God become more expedient again. It's just wisdom. Wisdom has become has come alive again on the inside of you. Praise God. So, so you see wisdom. Wisdom. Amen. amen. Wisdom is the principal thing. Praise God. So, so wisdom, you now see even in the receiving of revelation. Yeah, amen. Praise God. Even in what? The receiving of revelation. You see that wisdom is very principal. It is the principal thing as well. Right, when we were reading that um, first Peter chapter one, right? when we were talking about the, are those things that are reported unto you, that word reported is wisdom operation to report, port it means access, entrance. Wisdom is the port of God, it's the, it's the access, it's the one that opens the door. After a while, the door, amen. I, I want to see somebody who has slumped down. Maybe because of lack of communion with the spirit, they've moved down again where their inward flow of life is, is stopped. You know what that thing is like? It's like maybe you are looking, let's say we look at this wall right now. Maybe when wisdom comes alive, you just a door just appears. And when you look inside the door, you see a different world is there. When you turn off wisdom, it becomes a wall again. I'm just trying to give you a kind of understanding, amen, just a metaphor. becomes a wall again. You can't see anything. There's nothing there. It's just a wall. Now, by the time you see it becomes a wall, what happens next thing? After a while, other things become attractive. 
and you begin to you now settle here, you are more aware in this room, you look out the window, you look at other things you are doing. But if something can help wisdom come up again, that door opens up again. You see a glorious world. After a while, everything here looks like nonsense to you. You begin to move. That's what wisdom is. Are you seeing? So wisdom is access. That's what wisdom is. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so to, to access wisdom, you need what? Spirit, feeling. Amen. Let's just see some scriptures. Thank you, Father. Um, okay, even in that book of Acts, praise God, when they were selecting those men that were full. Remember? One of the things that they said they must be full with is wisdom. Because, uh, amen, it's, it's lack of wisdom that keeps man in their tribalism. Which is what was what their problem was in the book of Acts. Chapter 6, am I correct? Yes, sir. So it's verse 1, saying, In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians, against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of what? The Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this word business. Are you seeing that? Full, so it's almost as if fullness of the Holy Ghost is wisdom. It's the same. This wisdom is the counter wisdom against the wisdom of the world. Those who were giving food to their own people is the kind of wisdom that they were using. Uh, you got it's just natural. just naturally they would just be doing it. They just reserve for their own people. Ah, this one. <laughs> Don't worry, if it's, if it's enough, we'll, we'll get to you. If there's surplus, you will eat. But my own people first. It's a kind of wisdom. It's just a thing that was flowing in them. But, and that thing, I, I bet you, wasn't mainly flowing from their conscious mind. Mm. Might have been something most of them were just doing subconsciously. Yeah. Natural mm. to them. Take care of your own people first. Mm. Yeah, sure. It's a natural wisdom. Sure. But you need, to, you need men who are full of... When you are full of ghosts... You no longer see that thing yes, anymore. To blind that eyes of your yeah. tribe yeah. is fullness. What makes fullness blind you to that? Is because fullness activates wisdom. Another wisdom. You know what you how you measure, how you gauge, how you your sense of priority, things are different. It's another is another spirit, is at work. On the inside of you are full of the of the Holy Ghost. Are, are you seeing it? You are you are what? You are full of the Holy Ghost of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. It's wisdom that makes the revelation you have become a, be a real thing to you. That make that can is be real enough that you can 
you daily begin to live in alignment with the revelation that wisdom brought. Praise God. The spirit of wisdom Amen. Amen. Now, what does wisdom do? I want us to look at wisdom, both from the first aspect, which is the, its first walk in terms of the dealing with the blindness of the mind, then the other walk, which is the ignorance of the heart, which is what, which is what separates men from the life of God. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 4, right? There's the blindness of the mind. But someone can be healed in the blindness of their mind. They have access to the knowledge of Scripture, revelation of Scriptures. But they are still ignorant in their where? In their heart. And the Bible says those who are ignorant in their heart are alienated. So you see the word aliens. Every point when there is that ignorance of heart is lack of wisdom. Wisdom, Wisdom is not operating. Wisdom is the one that dissolves ignorance. Praise God. It makes the heart an alien of what? Of the life of God. Now, but in also in the healing of the blindness of the mind, wisdom is, is, the, is the principal thing. And then in the healing of the ignorance of the heart, wisdom is still the principal thing. Are you seeing? But you now need to now understand the character of wisdom. We don't know, we need to know if we don't know the character of wisdom, we won't, um, it will be hard for us to, to it will be hard for us to, to, f- to maintain the flow of the, the feeling and communion of the spirit that constantly keeps her alive. That constantly does what? Keeps her, keeps her alive. Praise God. Now, Wisdom, uh, amen, praise God. Now, I just want to see, what I'm seeing in my heart is the way the Spirit, uh, the way the Spirit awakens wisdom. The way the, the feeling of the Spirit awakens what? Wisdom. Awakens wisdom. The way the feeling of the Spirit awakens wisdom. Wisdom is a, diff, is a being, I'm, I'm using the word being now, but what I mean is a spirit. Amen. Amen. See, those seven spirits, they are all spirits in their own right. Yes. Praise God. Amen. But wisdom is the principal spirit of God. It's the principal word, spirit, spirit of, God. of God. The only wise God. That is a, is a principal thing in God. Wisdom. Amen. Amen. So, wisdom. Praise God. By, by me, kings reign. Amen. Kaminiha Stoven Shabratano. Thank you, Father. You can read um, chapter 8 of Proverbs. It's long. I don't want to receive. I read everything. You can just read. You just see a lot of things there about wisdom. Just see. Know the character of wisdom, verse eight, chapter eight, verse one. Say, doth not wisdom cry and understanding put out her voice? She standeth 
on the in the top of her high places by the way of the places of the path she cried at the gates at the entry of the city in the coming in of the doors unto you O men i call amen where does she cry she, she cried at the gates right at the entry of the city amen, amen. she what cried at the gates at the entry of the, at the coming in at the doors say unto you O men i call and my voice is to the sons of man O ye simple understand wisdom and ye fools be ye of an understanding heart herefore i will speak of excellent things and the opening of my lips shall be shall be right things for my mouth shall speak truth and wickedness is an abomination unto my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and write to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver. And knowledge rather than, rather than what? Choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are to be compared to it. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions praise god then i began to speak about the fear of the lord there the word prudence here is understanding if somebody is prudent it means you are you are doing things one by one you don't assume. You don't just apply summary assumption to things. You separate things. It means you are, you do things by understanding. When you get a point, there's no one that you wait to understand to appropriate things well. That's prudence. So wisdom. See, I dwell with prudence. It means we are twins. Wisdom and understanding. Our job is to be able to search out knowledge. To get to knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's this verse 12 and verse 13. Now see verse, it's now telling you also, there's something I also have called counsel. Are you seeing that? So this is what wisdom has as allies. She's the one who introduces you first to prudence, understanding. They are, they're telling you we are trying to arrive at knowledge and the fear of the Lord. On the way, we have to pick up counsel. So counsel is all, I'm also pregnant with counsel and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I ask is, I have strength. And by me, kings reign. And what princes decree justice. Amen. There's a lot here that you can read. I just want to see because of time. Praise God. Now, it's very clear you're seeing wisdom here. Amen. Wisdom is vital, is important. And what I'm saying is that you can't connect wisdom except by what? By the Spirit. You have to be constantly. And if you are not, in, if you are not filled with the Spirit, you are using your own wisdom. Yeah. If you are not walking in, in fullness and constantly being filled, you are doing what? You are walking by your own wisdom. You just be, you'll be calculating everything. You won't be living from feeling. You won't be taking decision, your judgment. Your wisdom, say, all these things are my property. Yes, Counsel, sound judgment, prudence, understanding, knowledge, they are my own. They are my, they are my, my, my siblings. And all of them, they are all, they, they are devoted to me. Yes, they don't come without me. Yes, I am the principal spirit yes. for them. Yes, 
to access all of them. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And so, and so you, but you, so you can't access. What awakens the wisdom is the word feeling of the Spirit. Is the wisdom which the Holy Ghost teaches. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to try and describe it by the Spirit. God will help us to describe that area of how of the Spirit and wisdom. How the Spirit awakens wisdom. Amen. Amen. So, the wisdom, what they are trying to do is make you use a wisdom that is not native. It's, another, it's, it's like you are a man now. You want to now begin to use another man's wisdom to live. Are you getting me? Yes, you are a man. You have your own way. You have your own spirit. You have your own things. But now you want to live, but not by your own. You want to live from another man's wisdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. You must. There, there's a, there has to be a, a mechanism on the inside of you by which you connect the other man whose wisdom you want to use. It is... The mechanism is spirit. Spirit. You must be filled with the spirit. So you want to use God's wisdom. Maybe I shouldn't have said another man. It's God actually. But I'm just trying to describe something to you. Is that you must be filled with his spirit to access his wisdom. It is his spirit that, that operates his wisdom. Amen. Amen. When you are full, like Satan, Satan wants you to use his own wisdom to live. So he designed something called the world that has wine and baptism. Once you are intoxicated with it, you will just be doing his thing. Flowing, you'll just be flowing in his things. You'll just be doing. Are you seeing, are you seeing that? He won't, he won't establish you in his own feeling so that you can be executing his own wisdom. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you are filled with the Spirit, and you are filled, then you now begin to speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, then making melody in your heart, in your heart unto the Lord. Those things are the they are what the feeling of the spirit activate fellowship with the spirit as you are doing them you are drinking more as you are yielding to them you are doing what you are drinking more now those things are for transformation of consciousness they are for transportation they are the, the vehicles of that you enter to move they are the things that you... Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? They are what... You want to connect wisdom. You must enter... Wisdom will send his driver to you. And say, okay, enter the... When the driver comes, don't, even talk, don't ask him questions. Just enter. He will bring you to me. Amen. He, he has his limo. He just sends his limo. Okay, just enter and sit down. And stay and follow. It will transport you into my realm. That's wisdom. So the transporters of heart into the realms of wisdom is the is what? 
psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody. If you are, if you are doing those things, you will be contacting wisdom. You not you the world where those things lead you to wisdom is waiting there for you. The 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 spirit is the reason why the the feeling of the spirit is important is necessary for wisdom is because it's the feeling of the spirit that transports the heart of a man to where wisdom is staying. He's the one who carries you to wisdom's world. Amen. Amen. So when you are constantly there, you are means you are you don't allow your heart to just be dry. You are following the impulses of the spirit. Amen. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, doing what? Singing, singing, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. You are creating the environment that is ripe, okay, for wisdom to flow. You, are begin, you begin to wake up wisdom of the Spirit on the inside. We need to learn how to wake in wisdom of the Spirit. Now, some of us like our wisdom too much. We don't want to wake, awaken spiritual wisdom. Because your wisdom is convinced you can get the job done. We are okay. Why do you need something else? Why do you have to disturb yourself? Are we not doing it? Isn't what we are doing working? Are we not okay? What's wrong with you? Why are you trying to stop what we are doing? It just has your own wisdom talking. He doesn't want you to go and awaken somebody else to come and do the job that he is doing. He wants to be in control. He likes raining too. But we must learn how to connect the wisdom of God. Praise God. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. In the operation of wisdom in healing the blindness of the mind through the revelation of scripture, that's how you, you, connect, you connect it. You want, you want pure flow of wisdom. Don't, be, don't read Bible dry. You will never connect wisdom like that. Through just reading Bible. You, and you don't want to follow in feeling. Mm. So you, you don't want to follow feeling. You want to read scripture without feeling. You won't access wisdom of scripture. It is the feeling that connects yes. that. So you must always be reading the Bible with a filled heart. Yeah. Yeah. Filled heart. Always try to. If you are not filled, be connected. Find instruction. That will make you filled. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing? It's an inward activity that you can do. Praise God. Amen. For feeling. And then you access scripture. When you access scripture with feeling. Wisdom starts talking. From the scripture. And then when you have you've read scripture. You've, you are getting revelation. And then you now begin to live your life naturally. You are going to work. You are at home. You are doing things. You are cooking. You are you are sleeping, praise God, you wake up, you sweep, you are on a phone call, you are chatting with your mates, you are doing that. And in that, you are maintaining the flow of what? Of the feeling. It's the principle of feeling. It's the principle you, you maintain. When you are doing that, you don't, that's the part Satan doesn't like. 
when you are he wants you to stop there don't involve don't carry on feeling when you are not carrying it on you disconnect wisdom you stop wisdom's program even though you may have gotten revelation but wisdom needs to now make that revelation become your life so that is the life of the field person you must constantly walk in fullness oh my god spiritual life constantly constantly what is a how do you awaken and drink of you need to drink and drink to become full how do you do it is by spiritual exercise uh, right amen. amen praise god amen. amen your revelation would become songs you stay with it until it's, you are supposed to meditate and meditate until a song breaks out in your heart you are, what you are the understanding become a song amen mm-hmm. and when you carry that song out of your meditation and you are when you are doing your life you carry the song in your heart you are your song means an inward melody you are carrying the sweetness of the revelation in you're not letting it go you carry it there it's a it's a, it's a cup you keep drinking of it it's fullness it's your feeling sorry you keep feeling, drinking and drinking. In that process, the wisdom will now begin to be active inside of you for life. Then you now, you now become a field person. You become a spiritual person. Amen. That wisdom will be changing you. You see, it begins to affect your own character, your disposition, how you react to things, how you say, you speak to people, how you feel about people. How you feel about things. The response, what people say to you has on your heart. How it affects you. All those things. When you are, you are in fear, when you are living with infeeling, pressing into fullness, anything that happens to you is not handled by your natural wisdom. It's received by the wisdom of the Spirit, which is active. He is able to use them. Anyone that she used to teach you, it will teach you. Say, okay, this thing that happened now, this is not how you should act. Don't think about it this way. This is what is bringing forth. It will even be using scripture to teach you about things. Are you hear what I'm saying? This thing normally should hurt you, but this is why it should not hurt you. Because you have to, with light, wisdom will just be talking on the inside. Using That's how they raise a spiritual being. That's how they build a house. Amen. Yeah. But imagine wisdom is not there. It's not dead. It's just, everything is dry. You're just, you're not, you're not filled. You are just living with your own wisdom. By the time that situation happens, your, by the time your wisdom handles it, your wisdom will use it. Ah, this, they've always been doing this thing. This person has been doing Okay, we know what we'll do next time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then, 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 then wisdom has handled it. Wisdom has, inst- has installed what he has taught you. He has give, taken you through the old school of that lesson. Then you go back and carry your Bible and begin to read your revelation. You are, you are abutting the process, the transformation that, the, that revelation is supposed to bring. When you are, you are not carrying on the continuity of the spirit life on the inside of you. Praise God. Am I saying something? You need to carry the word continuity, the life of continuity. What's the continuity that every revelation must become salvation? 
That is the end. That is what, say, the trying of your faith. Be much more precious than of gold that perishes. We found unto what are the appearing, whom have not seen you. But what do you do? You rejoice with joy. And that word, whom have not seen, means he hasn't manifested. He hasn't finished his end. He hasn't fully been unveiled. Praise God. Hallelujah. But having not seen him, you must love. It was the presence of loving. It means you love the you you love what you the measure you have seen of him, which is him by revelation. You love him, right? And then what do you do? Rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. That's an inward attitude of someone who's filled with the spirit. Amen. Full of glory. And then what? Receiving what? The end of your faith. Even what? Even the salvation. So that's how do you connect. Revelation connects salvation. That's salvation the prophet desired to look into. Are you seeing that? They are trying to look into the life that it's pregnant with. They can't cite that life. Because it wasn't given unto them. But unto you it is given. Amen. Amen. Am I saying something? So you shouldn't be drunk with my mind. You should be filled with what? The Spirit. Spirit. Now, all these attributes here, they mentioned speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and in spiritual songs, making melody in your heart. You see those same things in Ephesians chapter 5. Sorry, Colossians chapter 3. But Colossians chapter 3 is now talking about the word of Christ dwelling in you. Amen. Colossians chapter 3. Praise God. Amen. I'm sorry. I know time has gone. I'm not being irresponsible. I just know that this message, I might never be able to preach it again. So I just want to say what God has to say. And then we can go. Praise God. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. What does it say? Um, let, let the, the word of Christ And then what? In all wisdom. Okay. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms. And what? And what? And what? Spiritual uh-huh. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Amen. Amen. So you see the same kind of thing, right? The same... And in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in, in your heart to what? To the, to the Lord. Lord. And that's talking about the characteristic of the indwelling of the word in what? In all wisdom. Praise God. Amen. Indwelling of the word in what? All in wisdom. all wisdom. Amen. The word should dwell in wisdom. Yes. On the inside of you. Praise God. Amen. 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 So to connect salvation through the word, you need to maintain the infilling of the spirit. It creates the, the joy attitude of the heart, praise God, with which you gain access into the wells of salvation. Amen. You gain access into where? The wells of salvation. Into the wells of salvation. In Isaiah chapter 12. So the Lord is my strength, right? And 
my song. Praise God. The Lord is my what? Strength and my song. That was strength, a song. Amen. Joy. My strength. My song. The, these things are almost synonymous. Wisdom. Say, a, a wise man is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge increases strength. The Lord is my strength and my song. I think almost more than three times also, they see that same phrase. You know, that, that phrase, that was actually the first time that thing was said in the Bible was when God just brought the Israelites out of Egypt. And after he dealt with the Egyptians in the Red Sea, and the thing closed, and then his song broke out among them. They began to sing. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horses and the rider have been what? Drowned in the sea. Then I began to sing further. I think that was um, is it Exodus chapter, is it 14? No. Is it Exodus 15, right? Exodus 15. Praise God from verse 1. Amen. Thank you, Father. Exodus chapter, okay, Exodus 15 verse 1, let's read that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Praise God, continue. Yes. Are you seeing that? So, the Lord is my strength and my song. And then he has become my son. Do you want him to become your salvation? He must become your strength and your song. God should become... Your song is the thing you are doing, that you are just mm. doing. Mm. Song is melody. Okay. You're just doing it inside. It's sweet. You're not, it's, God must become a sweet thing inside you, where that you are you are living by. It must become the melody of your heart. That's what the infilling is for. Praise God. That, uh, that environment is, activates the environment of wisdom. Through that, you are able to draw out of the wells of salvation. Praise God. David was speaking about it. Amen. Let us see. Okay, let us see. Um, praise God. Thank you, Father. In Psalm 118, you see the same thing. Let's just read it from there. Psalm 118. If you read from verse, you see, verse 14, right? What does it say? Yes. The Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become what? My salvation. He has become my salvation. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Let's just see, because Isaiah may also, I think, made reference to that. Praise God. Read Isaiah from chapter 11 towards the end. It says, um, And the Lord 
Isaiah 11 verse 15, it says, And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea, and with his mighty wind shall he shake his hands over the river, and shall smite it in the seven streams, and make men go over dry shod. And there shall be an highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of where? The land of Egypt. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is what? Become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of where? The wells of salvation. In that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is what? Is exalted. Sing unto the Lord. For he had done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou what? Inhabitant of Zion. For great is the word, Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Amen. We must not drop this attitude. Israel are singers. In Israel, they sing God down. They, they sing him. That's what nations of the world are not able to do. They are not like ordinary nations. Amen. Amen. They are not like what? They can sing God down from heaven. If you are in Israel, the moment they came out of Egypt in, into the wilderness, you saw immediately that happened. That's what they are describing here. What broke out? They began to sing. They began to sing. That's a, Israel was a singing nation. That's how Israel ought to be. When you have been gathered by God and you want to begin to journey, you have to journey with singing in your heart. The ransom of the Lord is to return unto Zion. They return with singing unto him. He said, everlasting joy shall be their strength. Have you, have you read the words that again? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. There's no time to open that thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm. Madi has seen a seat. 18. Amen. You guys should be able to get that quickly now. I'm sorry, sometimes scriptures don't come to don't come to me. Are there fifty what? Yes, I know it's fifty one. Thank you, Jesus. I thought it was Psalm. Praise God. Um Amen, verse eleven. Thank you, Jesus. It says that and the redeemed of the Lord shall return, come with singing. Are you seeing that? Mm -hmm. They come with singing unto Zion, 
and the what everlasting joy shall be upon their head, and they will do what? They will obtain gladness and joy, and then what? Sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Praise God. Amen. So this is our attitude. Uh, God, God is going to help us um, to, to be faithful with this, um, with our, the, our, our active life in the Spirit. We have to be faithful with our active life in the Spirit mm-hmm. uh, to, so that we can keep the flow of what God is doing going in our life. There won't be break in flow. In fellowship, because a lot of times it's when you don't know that's when God is working. You don't plan God. You say, "Okay, God, I'm going to meeting now. In this meeting, Lord, remove all everything in me that shouldn't be there. Remove them from this meeting by this message. But I want to listen to this message now. By the time I finish listening to it, everything that is in me that should not be there. No, it's when he said it. He said that. Um, he said, "Which of you knows how the bones grow inside the womb of a woman?" You don't know how his, the bone is growing. Seed is just there. You just see. But something is going secretly. Like you about to say, the kingdom is as though a man will sow his seed. He goes away to his house, and then you know it not how. After a while, it begins to come up. So it's an invisible work of transformation they are doing. But all you have to do is you have to continue. Like the farmer, he has to, he has to make sure the ground is continuously wet. You can't take that ground and cover it. Praise God. You must expose it to heaven. The rain that comes down from heaven is that rain must fall. It's the rain of the spirit, praise God, that must continue to rain upon the heart that will cause fruitfulness of what of the seed that God has sown inside us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I will bless today. Amen. You will begin to receive increase. You will begin to experience fruitfulness Amen. as you are finding grace. To be obedient to the Lord, you're finding grace to stay and continue in fellowship. The Lord will continue to bless you. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to bless bless God. Uh, this afternoon, let's thank Him for His Word. Tanoha. <coughs> Master pa eni candeligasa se te crende limen ze para limagote. Embran elfren elfran alfran alfren elfren elfren elfron elfran 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 elfren 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 elfran elfren satali helusra dego dusketiza nelibaron de gemiha. O menegasen toni get de crien suprei en taus corrende libenagrendo. O menegasa saye gelibendo crisse pande lira alabozo remelehi. E mangogo dita canalustis prestino. Enda ya magaha masado legelo. Gihanson, egrensa, egrensa, egrendo, egrensa. Kimeno, karima, grehima, gramo on. Tekrim, Eldon, Alva, Zuhihe, Zuniha, Zenihe, Grehiha, Grehihe, Greheha, Grehehe, Egrehe, Egrehe, Egrehon, Egranha, Engraski, Efana, Emsina, 
Three hands are. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me let me say something now. You know it's possible for you to pray, but you are not connecting feeling. You are not connecting the feeling of the spirit. You are not you are not connecting the flow. Amen. Amen. Of the spirit, praying in, in the spirit is not just movement of of your lips. What we controlling your lips is movement of your heart. Praise God. It's possible because the, the body can learn anything. The body can learn how to pray in tongues. So when you say pray in the spirit, the body will just rolling out the tongues. It's not every time that you are praying. It's a lot of times you actually start because you already, you already know how to do it. Before, after a while, the, sometimes someone can even pray and then their heart never even connects at all. You never connect feeling. So it's not by that thing. Amen. God wants to make us wiser in terms of things of the Spirit. How so that we can be profitable. So every time you pray, even if it's 10 minutes, you can pray just 10 minutes, 20 minutes. In that process, it is rich. Because your heart is involved. You are using, you are, you are connecting feeling. You are, you are, your heart is, is, is pursuing the, the, the feeling of the Spirit. Amen. You are not just using your mouth to pray. You are, it is the heart driving the utterances. When you are doing that, you will be connecting the feeling of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's something that we all need to do. We are, we are all supposed to be growing in our, in, our, in our measure of the Spirit. And if you are not practicing feeling... You won't be expanding. You are supposed to be getting bigger. We're supposed to be seeing it in each one of us. And it's something we can see. You can see it in terms of your... When I say see, I mean we can perceive it. Your access in the spirit. able Ability to connect fellowship. To gain access to heaven. Through your heart. It's by practice. You practice it in fellowship. That's the point of fellowship. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you are you are learning that, you see it's what is what opens up riches to everything you are doing. Amen. Amen. Even even when we say pray in understanding, your prayer in understanding will be by connection. You know, there's one you can pray about something, you're just praying from your head. Lord, do this, Lord, do that, Lord, do this, let God do it. Maybe you can, you can be leading prayer and you just you know what things to pray for. After we pray for this, we pray for that. No. Amen. We don't anything that is done at that level can't overcome Satan. You can spend that time. You are not. You are just from your mind. You are just bringing things. You are supposed to be growing. For every time there is a revelatory spiritual path that wisdom can open up in the spirit for every activity as a Christian you are engaged in. Amen. Amen. So you have to learn how to be. You do everything from here. From inside here. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's, this is where the connection happens from. Both in worship, in, in prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So that it opens up the door. You need to be able to fetch flow that's not yours. You know, you can flow in anything. You can flow in preaching. You can flow from yourself. Amen. You flow. You just teach the Bible and go, but you're very limited. In praying, both your personal prayer or public prayer, you are leading in prayer or whatever, you have to be able to, not every day is the same. You have to be able to, not every time is different, be able to 
uh, use your heart to connect. That's what makes you an overcomer. After a while, from practicing things like that, you now begin to live like that. When things come, you need to make decisions. You won't just make decisions from calculation. You, because you, are, you have awoken something inside you, you can always connect the mind of the spirit. You can always expose your heart to the flow of inspiration from where judgment Things can come from. Amen. Amen. That's what makes you spiritual. Amen. So I just want us to pray a little, just to give us an insight of what the Lord wants us to connect. Amen. And let's just pray. Just take some time and just commune with the Lord from the depth of our heart. Amen. Prestensa Aman Oden Eldran Elpron Alubran Elfren Eldin Espran Greater 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 O Menzemaha O Menzemaha O Menzemaha O Menzemaha O Mening Zisem Ruften Ilbran Elfrem 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 Ephramen, Framen, Framan, Framen, Vremen, Framen, Vremen, Framhan, Elfram, Ephraim, Elfram, 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 For the Lord to open new doors, new portals of fellowship with the Spirit, new doors of communion with the Spirit unto our soul, it will open new channels, new channels, new ways of access to the Spirit, new 
channels of insulin to be handed. Emasia, Amania, Emania, 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I worship your name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There's something, um, you know, that place is um, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and then singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Praise God. The first one they mention is psalms. Before they mention just singing hymns, then singing, they mention psalms. Amen. Psalms, um, to me, I, I believe psalms are, are melodious, melodious. Um, they are melodious and almost redeeming. They are redeeming um, inflow of scriptural truth within the heart. If you read the book of Psalms, a lot of things that David said are things that have been mentioned in the book of the of the of the prophets and of the the law that he that he turned them almost into. He said them again, like we saw the example Psalm one one eight. Mm-hmm. I was speaking concerning what happened in the same thing that was in Exodus. Are you seeing that? So a lot of times, there are truths about God. Amen. Now, as New Testament Christian, we ought to have, we have a, a lot more powerful, even raw materials for psaltery. Psaltery means like the ministry of Psalms, which ought to be going on with us because we have not scriptures alone. We have scripture with revelation that should also empower the movement amen, amen. now so sometimes in my heart um praise god Hallelujah. sometimes in my heart i don't memorize scriptures right most of the scriptures i know i just know from familiarity but the familiarity is not even just the fact that i've read them it's because a lot of times the holy spirit has quickened scripture in my heart and it almost becomes sounds they almost become like sounds in my in my heart. 
Amen. All the sound is that the scripture just appears. And then, or maybe you can, when while reading, I can stumble upon a scripture. That scripture, there's a way it's talking to me. It's as if I can't let it go. It's saying something. When that thing happens, I yield to it. I don't know why, I just, but I will just begin to say it. I'll just begin to say it and say it. And as, as long as it is, it's pulling on my heart, I begin to say it and say it. And as I am saying it, it, is, it will begin to unlock its a spiritual content into my heart. It's a feeling about the scripture. There are some scriptures that carry certain feeling. It's just something. You might not even be able to pinpoint what it is. But it's a way it ministers to the depth of your heart. Amen. Amen. So such things, you don't ignore them. Those things are the Holy Ghost teaching. For example, I can listen to a message now, and then maybe one, one scripture sticks out. It's just there. It hangs on my soul. You take it. You, you keep playing with it in your heart. Are you see what I'm saying? Yes. You are using it in your heart. You don't go. The more you do such things, you are enriching your soul. Those are the things that are there that come up. Whenever, even in your time of worship, after you, sometimes you sing the songs you know. After a while, melody continues, but it flows in a, in a way. And then you yield to it. And after a while, the spirit begins to fill those melody with lyrics that comes from word that's sitting inside you. Are you know what I'm saying? Those things are, they are, they are complex operations of the spirit that souls must be get yield, used to. Amen. Get used to them and be doing them. Amen. Amen. All those things are, <clears throat> praise God. And we're going to pray that God will give more access to all to this. Amen. But these things are vital. They are, they are very, very vital. I know that without all these things in my life, I know I won't be able to minister the Bible well. I won't be able to minister the scripture well. Because most of the time when I start ministering, for example, I don't know where the scripture I'm going to. But there are things that have to, have to be in my heart to awaken them. When scripture comes to me in ministration, I'm just saying this so we can impart understanding. It doesn't come to my mind. Sometimes I won't search for a scripture in my mind. I don't know. I don't know where it is. It might be in my mind somewhere, but sometimes in my mind is not working too much. It's here in my heart that the scripture is. Praise God. Amen. Sometimes. Is after ministration I can access it in my mind. You know, thoughts. You know the way thoughts are arranged in your mind. Praise God. And in your own mind, there's the way thoughts are there. You can access things. But some, but when it comes to flow of the spirit, to fetch spirit things, it is an operation of feeling. It's true feeling. It's, an, it's a heart operation. Praise God. Yeah. The way Because if I use my mind to teach, there's a way I will be connecting scripture. It will make sense. It will be logical. But it will impart spirit. It will impart the... There's a, there's a feeling. There's something about the impression of the message that is spiritual. It's a, it's a spiritual operation. Praise God. We have to fetch from the, from the spiritual source to be able to do that. Amen. And God is still helping with faithfulness. It's not every message that maybe someone is able to connect at the frequency. You know, the frequency of ministering is, high, is, is vast. There's a way you can connect at a level. Praise God. But, but someone who has greater depth in the spirit will connect at a deeper level. And then do what? It will, he will be able to open it up, add more riches, both scripturally to it. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? 
So to be honest, ministering doesn't flow from your studying of Bible. Ministering New Testament flows from the depth of communion with truth that the minister has in his heart. Amen. That is using. Now that same thing, every one of us, you are not all ministers, but we are all builders together with God, laborers together with him for building our own building. And the same kind of flow happens too. The same kind of flow. So such things must be active in every one of us to a level. Such things, amen, means the spiritual attitude around things that surround, around the Bible, around the scripture. Amen. Don't just be flat. It's not right to be. It's not humble to be flat. You know, some of us can have humility. Well, it's for the spiritual people. We are not that. So we just stay away. May I just do my simple something? Amen. That's not humility. God doesn't like that kind of humility. Amen. That's not humility at all. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So you may I don't have grace. There are people who have grace for it. So we just leave them. So you, I'll just do my flat Christianity the way it is. You know, so you feel that maybe the fact that you are not pressing into these things, there's something humble about it. It's not humility. You are supposed to test after spiritual things. You are supposed to be excited, interested in them. You are supposed to be interested in spiritual experiences. Praise God. Are you hear what I'm saying? You are supposed to be what? Interested in what? Spiritual experiences. Amen. Even with meetings. By the time you are preparing with meeting for meetings, amen, you spend some time, pray about it, awaken the, the stream of the message. Amen. Amen. In your heart. And more especially for people who are doing any kind of ministration, you are singing, you are leading in prayer or anything, you should never just show up. It's irresponsible to do that. You should never just show up. Amen. And many of us, some of us, God will be moving us forward. Some of us will be serving in some spiritual capacities sometime in the very near future. Nearer than you think. Some of you guys will be pastors. Some of you guys will be ministering in one way or the other. Amen. You don't just show up and just do anything. Praise God. You must your your heart must have been in the in what? In the presence. Praise God. Hallelujah. Of God carrying the spirit of the of the stream of what God is ministering. It doesn't matter what you are doing, it's just leading prayer or leading songs. You are you have to make sure that the the, the resources of the spirit for that time are awake. In your heart, that's where things flow from. Maybe in singing, that's where it flows from. If you, if it's in prayer, that's where prayer point flows from. Are mm-hmm. uh, you get what I'm saying? And so all these things are vital. I said both ministerially, and then also in living. In living, I can just imagine in my life now, living at home with my wife. There is no way I will be a good host, a a a, a competent husband. When I say, oh, I don't know what the word is, a, um, that if I don't, I'm not able to, if God is not helping me in this way, praise God. Mm-hmm. Like there are some questions that my wife will ask me now. It's very, I cannot answer from my mind, I'll tell her what, but the way I will answer her, I know that I, this is not a question you just answer just like that. Mm-hmm. You must be inspired to give the right answer because I have to be able to see where the question coming from. What is awake? Where I have to be able to see the depth where it's flowing from, and inspiration has to flow to answer questions. Sometimes just this thing, 
natural gisting, you see, the spirit is, is in everything. Is involved in everything. Everything you can do naturally, you can do it by the spirit. And that's a life God wants us to live. But you can't just start like that. You have to start being faithful little by little and maintain your, your relationship, your feeling but with the spirit. And you don't have time. Very soon, you must, some of you will get married. You have wife. You now have children. You also have to raise. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So this life, God wants us to be serious with spiritual life. This is not a time anymore where anybody should, they should be, you just be living anyhow and just be living naturally. Especially when you are blessed with so much resources of the Spirit around you. We have enough of resources of the Spirit for you to not spend any time in your life again outside the Spirit. There were generations before us who were not so blessed. Resources of understanding, knowledge. They didn't have, people didn't have such things before. Amen. By the time they sing the few songs and hymns, they know there's nothing else to do. By the time they open the Bible, they, they see mostly the same things. They don't, we don't have the same riches that we are blessed with. But God has blessed us seriously. Amen. Amen. You don't need to do too much to connect the Spirit. Uh, because of the, the riches of the Spirit that has been poured out. This is that generation that he said he will pour out of his spirit. And he said, when he pours out the spirit, you now begin to trigger young men who begin to see visions. Mm-hmm. Those vision is not sleeping in the night and seeing things. Mm-hmm. Vision means things that you can't see with natural sight. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then the old men will dream dreams. And, amen. Mm-hmm. So it means our point of the spirit opens up different consciousness to people. That's what vision. Vision means a different consciousness. You begin to see things that are not happening naturally. You can see into the spirit. Amen. Yeah. Are you seeing what I'm saying? This is what these resources are meant to birth in us. All the world you are receiving should be they should be fuel for igniting fires of spiritual life. Amen. And I just want to. The Lord is saying this expressly today that um, they want us to buckle up a little bit more. Take 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 your own. Take you inheriting your own portion out of this corporate move of the spirit. Take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Act as if you have a portion. You have a portion. You, personally, you have a portion. In that, in that word, there's a measure of the spirit you can have. Stature. That you can inherit from what the Lord is giving us. And Lord is blessing us with. Amen. Amen. God will help us. Let's Amen. just pray finally. Just maybe one minute or so. Just ask God to for grace to come to open us up more into all the riches makenesiva gorenden engaste kamba ai halma kaste paligendo brenta el poftenihe zinigerenision jaimen alpan salbon dalpa elba elbon albre elbra zoga igri tigri igri Igrendon, Zabiha, Zegeno, Zegende, Zegeno, Zegira, Irena, Paransa, Baskision, Parante, Palivana, Alfana, Alfen, Alfana, Alfan, Elfan, Elfan, Elve, Elfen, Elve, 
Thank you, our Father. Thank you for your waters. Father, we thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for mercy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I thank you because you bring such words when you want to bless. You bring such admonition because your word is carrier is what opens the season of blessings to us. For every dispensation of your word, it is pregnant with new realities, new blessing, new capacity, new release of grace and life. So, Father, none of these things are, are able to be accomplished by any man's strength. We are talking about switch into your own strength. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you release strength and release your grace for every single one of us to walk in the realities of the Spirit, to walk in these realities. Father, we thank you. And we give you all the praise. Father, I thank you for you begin to fill us in a fresh way, in a new way. As you give us grace to yield to the nudgings of your spirit, the leading and the impulses of the spirit to lead us into living fountains of waters. I pray that you will bless every one of us. In this season, no one will know dryness. Amen. But Father, every dry place, Father, you say you will open up rivers in the desert. You will cause streams to flow in high places. I pray that you will cause your streams to flow into our souls, to fill us and fill us and fill us until we begin to push into the wisdom of the Spirit. May we find an abiding place in your wisdom. Thank you, our Father. I give you glory. And because of this, we know all our building will be fitly framed together. And it will grow up into an holy temple, even into a dwelling place for you in the Spirit. Thank you, our Father. I give all glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.